Welcome to the QI Chatroom. I'm your host, Kelly Bond. This podcast is brought to you by Redwood Community Health Coalition, or RCHC for short. We're a network of community health centers and a wellness education site throughout Marin, Napa, Sonoma, and Yolo counties. This episode features Julie Velasquez, Compliance Officer and CQI Coordinator for Sonoma Valley Community Health Center. In January of 2020, Sonoma Valley documented a promising practice titled Continuous Glucose Monitoring for Uncontrolled Diabetic Patients. While a lot has changed since January, Sonoma Valley has continued to expand their Continuous Glucose Monitoring Project, or CGM, and are seeing significant results. Here's Julie to tell us more. Hi, good morning. Our um, continuous glucose monitoring project for our diabetics that were poorly controlled started after our OSV in October of 2018. OSV stands for on-site visit, which is a HRSA site visit that health centers have annually. We actually started the first cohort of 20 um, patients in January of 2019, the patients have to, had to sign a contract. They had to understand that they would be seen on a monthly basis, that they would be provided education, they would be expected to complete all blood work, and that they would be um, involved in nutrition and exercise classes, and that we would be making sure that all of the requirements for diabetic uh, care under our current guideline were completed by all patients to stay in the program. So we had our goal, which was to reduce um, the patient's hemoglobin A1C. So everybody who was in the program had initially had a hemoglobin A1C above nine, and our goal was to get it below nine, and that the project would last for six months. Sonoma Valley paid for the uh, continuous glucose monitors for all the patients. We downloaded all the, the LVN case managers. The patients came in a few minutes early for their appointment with the provider. The case managers would download all of the data and um, then scan that into the chart under diabetic workflow so that the provider could look at their glucose levels and so that the RD could look at them and talk about diet. So the project was, uh, the initial project was six months. And what we found was that we were able to reduce the overall glucose from our starting glucose average was 10.5 um, and our ending uh, glucose was 8.0 for our first set of 20 patients, we actually had three patients drop out. So it was only 16 that completed the full six months of the project. Why we um, did this is because in our OSV, it was noted that our uncontrolled diabetics were 24.5%. And as of last month, our current number of um, uncontrolled diabetics is only 19.6%. So we went from 143 patients that had a hemoglobin A1C above nine or no report 
to um, 98 uh, as of last month in September. So we've run a second cohort for these patients. And with that cohort, our average again, our average hemoglobin A1C was uh, 10.5. This time the project was much larger. We um, included 40 patients plus the uh, 16 patients from before. So we had 15, 56 patients in the program. Seven fell out for different reasons. So we had 49 patients altogether. Our average hemoglobin A1C starting was uh, 10.5 again, and our average ending was 8.2 this time. So we actually dropped 2.3 percentage points, which, you know, is really good for diabetics. The project incorporated uh, classes with our RD and monthly follow-up so that all of the patients uh, were, that were in this program understood that they were going to get this additional education, which we have found um, has been beneficial to the diabetics, not only for them, but for their families as well. This project, um, again, is a promising pra practice. We're going to continue. We're going to start our next third cohort, and this will be all of our diabetic patients who are above nine or who have no hemoglobin A1C in the reporting year, and that will start in December of this year. Again, this year has been a challenge because of COVID, but we've um, moved to telehealth, and um, we've moved to having the case managers use telehealth a little bit more than they had in the past. The education that we provide them is really, I think, the most critical part because I think a lot of patients know that they're diabetics but don't know how they can control it. And so with this program, we've been able to bring our RD in more, bring in more individual sessions and goal setting with the providers. We're having great success for it. That's why we're expanding it to all of our uncontrolled diabetics. We really want to reduce that number uh, some more from 19. Our goal is 18. Hopefully we'll make it this year, but uh, next year our goal is 16% of our diabetics are fall in that uncontrolled, only 16% of our diabetics fall into that uncontrolled number. I know that the measure might change next year and uh, uncontrolled would be 8.1 and above. So that's gonna be a challenge for us, but um, we're ready for it. Great, thank you, Julie. I'd love to hear about how you're paying for the monitors. So we're paying for the monitors with our um, HRSA incentive uh, money. The reason that we're paying for them, we find value in them, even though insurance don't. And we've continued to provide those um, to patients at no cost. That's great. And are you able to bill for the services related to uh, CGM? Yes. We're able to bill um, chronic case management and we're able to bill the RD services. Could you expand on the RD uh, piece of it? I think that's 
a struggle for a lot of our health centers. How do you bill and, and cover the cost of an RD? And it sounds like you're using RDs quite a bit in this work, which is great. So our, um, our RD has been with us uh, since I've been there. So that's about eight years. We refer all of our overweight and obese patients to her through partnership because that's six visits. All of our diabetics go, that's a six additional visits. And unfortunately, I can tell you that our BMI average is 33.86, not great. So basically just about all of our patients go to the RD. We're um, making sure that they're getting that health education. Um, of course, you know, RD services have to be approved through partnership. Medicare will pay them, but at a different rate for BMI. And because she's a certified diabetic educator, we um, are able to bill her services through Medicare for that. Straight Medi-Cal we can bill, but we have very few straight Medi-Cal patients anymore. Uh, most of them are partnership. In fact, 64% uh, of our Medicaid uh, population is partnership health plan. That's how we're paying for it. Um, I mean, she's really great. She works with the patients. We've had diabetic classes where she teaches them recipes. We've um, paired with a Redwood Community Food Bank. So when they do come for their diabetic education classes, we go over any kind of food needs they might have, and they are provided with healthy, diabetic-friendly foods. When they have the cooking classes, they get the recipe and all the ingredients to make that so they can go home and try it at home. And we're really you know, kind of culturally sensitive. So we have a lot of Spanish food that we're making in a healthy way. That's fantastic. Thank you, Julie. Are you rotating the monitors to the patients or do they keep the one they were assigned? They keep the one they're assigned. We're not rotating. We buy new monitors for the um, patients uh, when they start the program and then their little sensors are changed on a monthly basis. How is this all working with telehealth as far as getting the readings? Is it syncing somehow to your EHR? It's an app, and we all um, we help them get the app on their phone, and then we have a login to each patient's app. Um, we download that information and scan it into the chart. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't automatically feed into the chart, but we can see the information scanned. We can also tell when they've taken their meds because on their little sensor, they tell us that this is the time they took their meds. So we can see if they're taking their meds at the same time every day, if they skipped a day of meds. So um, it's really helped us with monitoring patients and really um, helping them adjust their medications appropriately, especially our patients on insulin. That always seems to be an issue and then we're using a lot of the new diabetic drugs because I don't know if you guys remember but a couple years ago we had an endocrinologist on staff who really worked with the providers and Dr. Ahern has really uh, made sure that all the providers even new providers coming on really understand how to manage um, diabetics on those new drugs because he was really instrumental in helping patients 
move to those new diabetic drugs that a lot of providers were afraid to use. Is it okay for federally qualified health centers to use codes 95250, 95251, I'd have to check with my billing manager, but she's, or my revenue cycle director, but she's pretty on top of all of it. And, you know, we're not billing for the service. We're billing for chronic care management and we're billing for the RD services. And, you know, chronic care management because the patient's seeing the provider and then we're having at least 20 minutes of face-to-face follow up with those patients, um, you know, that, that seems to be what we're doing. And it seems to be working because we're getting paid. How are your classes working with telehealth? Uh, they're not, we still have those in person, but we've limited them, used to be 12 people, now it's only four. So we're having more classes. And you found that patients are willing to come in? Yeah, when we do have a class, we invite the family. So most of the time it's two patients and one family member with each. Yeah, we're, we're feeling we're okay and safe. And they're in our classroom that holds 156 people and they're spread out. It looks a little weird, but it works. Um, we have them spread out so that they're more than six feet apart and Joyce is doing a demonstration and it's projected up onto the wall so they can see anything that she's doing. So we've kind of put together some technology so Joyce, our RD feels safe and the patients feel safe. That's great. I'm, I'm happy to hear you have folks that are willing to come in uh, with all the safety precautions and yeah, they feel comfortable to come in and experience the classes. Have you looked at any other endpoints beside A1C uh, incidental findings? Yeah, we're um, some incidental findings are we're having better blood pressure control, and we're also finding that uh, providers are much more attuned to those patients that are having a CGM. So they're meeting all the requirements of our current guidelines. So their diabetic foot exam is completed. They're getting their retinal scans. They're making sure that they've referred to dental. They're doing the RD referrals. They're making sure that um, patients have completed all of their blood work. And um, they're doing the visual foot exam and the monofilament exam in a much more Let's just say I'm happier at the intervals that they're doing them at. So we're, we're being much more compliant uh, on our own guideline, which only helps us through risk management and everything else. So it's kind of falling over into our patients who are controlled as well. I did a compliance uh, for diabetes and most all of our providers were in the 88 percentile of compliance for the whole entire measure, which before 
um, we were only at like 64 and that was only like two providers. So the project itself has helped all the providers. Why are patients not completing the project? Some of the patients, when they realize that we're monitoring everything, we're monitoring, you know, their glucose every day, we're monitoring all these different measurable points now, uh, they became uncomfortable with it and dropped out. Two of our patients dropped out for other health reasons. Then because of COVID this year, the seven that dropped out um, were because they went back to Mexico. So that's always a challenge with some of our patients. A big thank you to today's presenter, participants, and our listeners. I'm your host, Kelly Bond, and we'll see you next time in the QI chat room. Thank you.